Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Not too much to talk about this week, but just a few quick notes. If you're listening to this, you've probably noticed the very weird, strange title this episode has. I mean, come on, what even is SCP-T-72112? That's ridiculous, right? Well, that's because this is a very special episode made by the kind folks at The Grey Rooms Podcast. The Grey Rooms Podcast is a wonderful audio drama. We actually previewed it on our feed uh, back in, I want to say, January or February. And I'm super excited to be working with uh, someone you may know, Graham Rowett, uh, who helps run the Grey Rooms, as well as an awesome team of writers and sound designers and creators uh, to bring you this really cool episode. And if you like this episode and this universe and the writing especially, make sure you check out The Grey Rooms, wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, um, stay tuned to our Patreon this week as I have a bunch of fun and cool announcements coming very soon. But on that note, if you're currently a patron or you're thinking about becoming a patron, now is the time to do so. As some of you may notice, uh, throughout July, we have a very special offer going. Uh, to celebrate hitting 500 patrons, we are sending out enamel pins to all patrons at $5 and above. We're also sending out postcards to all patrons at $5 and above. It is going to take us a while to get these enamel pins made, uh, just because of how many we have to make. So, I'm actually going to be extending that offer uh, from now, today, when you're listening to this, all the way until August 20th. So you have until August 20th to sign up and get a very special exclusive enamel pin. Um, and if you're a patron this month, uh, whether you continue through August or not, um, as long as you are a patron at some point in this month and a half span, uh, you are eligible for this. So don't worry about uh, staying for two months unless you, you know, love the show and the content and everything else. That said, I am behind on uh, shipping out some late packages from our last batch as well as bonus episodes, both of those coming this week, uh, like I said, alongside some announcements. So stay tuned to patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. Without further ado, this week's episode. Warning, the Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number. SCP-T-72112. Containment class. Euclid. Note. A change to safe class designation is pending further discussion at the O5 level. Those with proper clearance, see addendum. Special Containment Procedures Containment of SCP-T-72112 appears to be self-directed. Within the anomaly, there is a group called simply Management, which desires no direct contact with our reality, except through their own internal processes. These claims have been corroborated by experimentation, as the extra-dimensional space appears externally inaccessible by all methods so far attempted by Site-98 personnel. Details of the incident associated with SCP-T-72112 have been relayed to Foundation staff around the world, should another encounter occur again in the future. Description SCP-T-72112 is, from description and inference, 
an extra dimensional space of unknown size lying somewhere between layer 0.35 and 0.43 on the Byron scale. Fixed coordinates of the Byron scale have provided impossible, despite extensive study of para and extra dimensional particle emissions in the wake of the appearance of the entity designated T72112-2. Further study at Site 98, Sector B, is ongoing. The physical appearance of this space varies over time, reconfigured to fit needs of management. Research into the phenomenon indicates the space has resembled a vast prison complex, likely from whence the colloquial name The Grey Rooms came from. A castle, a hotel, a sprawling mansion, and... The space goes through iterative phases in these various configurations, as directed by the whims of management. It seems clear that this space has a great deal of mutability. But data gathered so far has indicated it is getting larger and more complex with each passing iteration. Research into this phenomenon is ongoing. Individuals appear to be drawn into SCP T72112 by methods unknown. Once inside, they're confronted by local representatives of management. These subjects are compelled to enter into a series of doors. Death within this extra-dimensional space appears to be a fleeting state. The subjects slain by management, or after entering one of these doors, find themselves returned to life again and again. Identification of the means by which subjects are collected, the locations beyond the doors, the impertinence of death within the space, the identity of management, and the goals of this operation are all pending. Addendum T72112.1 Discovery the Foundation became aware of SCP-T72112 after an incident on the north side of Cincinnati, Ohio. The incident took place at a restaurant named Camp. On the date, a local landmark. It is best known for its 24-hour menu and appreciation for their take on the local delicacy. A young woman, designated SCP-T72112-1, was eating alone at a table when she appeared to suffer some sort of psychotic break. Local law enforcement intervened, and the subject was taken into custody. At the same time the incident in Cincinnati occurred, a Type 6 paranatural incursion took place in the vicinity of Piawanek, Ontario, roughly 1,100 miles due north. See documentation under SCP for details of this event. It is believed that the incursion may have interfered with the process under which subjects from SCP-T 72112 operate. After the incursion was contained, a dragnet for potential other anomalous events across the Western Hemisphere alerted Foundation staff to the Cincinnati incident. The subject was interviewed for a few minutes at the Warren County Jail, and, combined with interesting readings on Foundation diagnostic gear, acquisition was approved. Class A amnestics were administered to involve law enforcement officers, and SCP-T-72112-1 was transported to Site-98 for interrogation and study. Addendum T-72112.2 Audio recording. Subject interview one. Assessment. This is Dr. Connor McWarren, intake interview for... Let's see. Subject T72112-1. I'm going to call you Subject 1 for simplicity, alright? I... I have a name. Yes, yes, we'll get to that. Uh, Subject 1 is a young woman in her late 20s. 160 centimeters in height, 380 kilograms, brown hair, brown eyes, wearing a black printed t-shirt from The Cure's 2011 Reflections Tour, jeans, and sneakers. For reasons that will become obvious in a moment, her age is a best guess. Could be anywhere from 26 to early 30s. 
Subject was collected by the Warren County Sheriff's Department at North Forest Avenue and Main Street on June 13th. Authorities were called because you were... (laughs) Am I I reading this right? Throwing spaghetti at an old woman? Look, she had it coming. The old bag was talking to me like I was a simpleton, which I ain't. Great. All right. Let's start from the top. Now... I know the locals were harsh on you, but as I hope you've already seen, this facility is a bit more open-minded. What's your name? Todd. It's Todd Mathis. Right. Forgive me for saying so, but you don't look like much of a Todd. I don't... Blin... Nora, this is so fucking weird. I don't really look like this at all. Normally, I'm really an old man. Hmm. Normally you're an old man, but not now. No, not here, I guess. Because this is what I look like in this room. Inside the room we're in now? No, inside the room I chose. Back at the castle. Hmm. Why don't we back up even more? You came from a castle. Bloody hell! I've come here, wherever here is, from a place called the Grey Rooms. Is that a business, a building... I don't know where it is, or even what it is. (laughs) One day I was where I'm from, and the next day I woke up and I was in the Grey Rooms. In this place they call the Steel Keep. Big old drafty castle filled with lots and lots of doors. A big old drafty castle in Cincinnati? Cincy what? Never mind. You woke up in a castle full of doors. Then what? This weird, tall man had a strange face, like a wax dummy. Said to call him Bob. He tells me I'm a guest at the castle, but it's that it's very important for me to make choices, to choose a room. Why? I ask the same question, but he's all cagey-like, see? He answers questions for you, but just enough so you have two more after he's done talking. What did he tell you? That my choices made me important. Kept calling it a project. That management had high hopes for me. That through one door could be salvation, and through the other door was death. Huh. So, how long have you been there? Cool. I don't know. Seems like forever. Been through a bunch of doors, though. And you've found salvation every time? Oh, no. (laughs) Never. I always die. Wait. Sorry, I'm getting lost again. You've been through several doors at the castle. That's right. And every time you die? Well, well, yes and no. Every time I go through the door, the person I become dies. The person you become. I don't know how it works, all right? Like I said, I normally got a bit of a punch and a receding airline under any other circumstance... I'd be all pervy around a pretty girl like me. But it don't seem right, somehow now. Not that I was me after I came through the door anyway. <laughs> it should be noted that, at this juncture, Dr. McWarren takes off his glasses, places them on the table, and rubs his face with his hands for a moment before continuing. I feel as though I'm following a lot of what you're saying, Subject 1, but you're going to have to try that last part on me again. You weren't you when you came through the door? Right. So I don't look like me, right? Well, 
Normally, when I'm in another body like this, I'm not me either. Like, I'm just along for the ride. While whoever it is gets on with their life. And death. Like, like poor Teresa here. Ah, all right. Um, I feel as though the pieces are falling into place. Teresa is the name of the woman you're inhabiting? That's right. So you walk through the doors, you become someone else, and then you die over and over and over again because this Bob and management will hurt you if you don't. That's about the size of it, yeah. So you were not in control of your body, in control of Teresa when the pasta throwing started. Oh, no, that was me, all right. That bloody cow shouldn't have gotten involved. But you just said you aren't in control of your host after you step through a door. Search me, boss. Normally I'm not, but this time... One minute, Teresa's sitting there at the table, eating pasta and thinking about the weird party she needs to go to, and the next, I'm me. Just sitting there, staring at her hand, holding the fork. It was quite a shock. I can imagine. Do you remember about what time this was? Uh, maybe about... All right. Did you notice anything or any one out of the ordinary? Did you feel anything when the transition happened? Maybe. Some kind of, like, ripple in the air? I don't know. But it scared me half to death. Which is why it caused a bit of a scene. Nothing like this has ever happened before. That tracks, that tracks. Sorry? So one, normally with stories like yours, you'd get locked up in the local psychiatric ward of a state hospital. But luckily for you, the Foundation takes a more discerning view of this. Do you know what paranatural emissions are? I'm an old man, sir. I don't get those no more. All right, gross. No, uh, it's a type of energy field, a type of interdimensional energy that crosses the boundaries of what modern science understands. Byron fields, Stronsky particles, and some kind of crazy wavelength of a particle we've only seen from the... before. (sighs) My organization has instruments that are sensitive to weird energies, and you are positively glowing with them. Oh, so you believe me? I do. This has been most informative, Subject One. Thank you for your time. For the moment, we are going to keep you secure here in the facility while we sort this out. Now, as far as you know, the only way you can return to this castle is by dying, correct? Yeah, I think so. Why? Just clarifying for my own edification. We have a room prepared for you in Sector B, and... We should have a fresh set of clothes and some food sent to you very soon. Ah, so... I'm a prisoner here, too. For your safety, one. And the safety of the public. We don't know what these energy fields might do to people over long exposure. You'll forgive me if I don't thank you for that, boss. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, one. But you have to understand what you're describing is, quite frankly, terrifying. The chance to study things that scare the piss out of the average researcher is why I get up in the morning. Don't worry. We'll make you very comfortable. I'm already looking forward to our next conversation. Great. Just great. Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break. 
And reminder, if you want ad-free and bonus content, consider supporting our show at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. Or if you're listening in Apple Podcast, consider becoming a premium subscriber right here in your feed for only $7.50 a month. And now, back to the show. Identum T72112.2. Clip from audio log. Sector B security. Monitoring station 1. 0130 hours. Non-relevant portions archived, but excised for time. So you've never pulled duty at Site-19? Nope. Been pretty lucky so far. I put in some time at 06-3 for a while. That was really cush. Humanoid containment. Lucky. Yeah, right up until that bad thing broke containment and ended up infesting most of the security staff. Ugh. You put in for the transfer, or did they move you? They moved me. You know how it is. Can't have, uh... Hang on. You seeing this? Yeah. Which cell is that? Uh, SCP-T-72112. The new gal. What's that on the wall? It's some kind of... For audio log, security officers XKJ-1 and XKJ-2 are currently witnessing a possible extra-dimensional incursion in cell 24. Alert staff, send in response team. We've got an MTF on site. Spooled up and responding. ETA, two minutes. Incursion appears to be a dark-colored mass of energy transforming the normal concrete of the wall as we observe. Subject 1 was previously asleep, but the sound appears to have woken her. She's visibly fearful, and on monitors we can hear her shouting for help. Energy mass is coalescing, and... Huh. It's transformed the patch of wall into a door. Looks like... Just a standard front door like you'd see on a home. Subject 1 responding with even more fear. Pounding on external door now. Door has opened. Light mist coming through. Ah. For the log. Something has stepped through the door? Uh, entity, uh, I, I suppose this would be T72112-2, appears to be a humanoid male, undetermined age, wearing some kind of cloak made of chains and... Are those keys? Entity has fully opened the door, is talking to Subject 1, but I can't make out what they're saying. Audio pickups are cutting out. Whoa. Entity lashed out with the chain and snagged Subject 1 around the leg. Subject 1 is being dragged towards the door. MTF team, 30 seconds out. Um, uh, Entity is now looking up at the camera, at us. It's waving, smiling. Uh, For the log, I'm deeply distressed. Feeling an extreme fear reaction. (coughs) Jesus. Log, Entity has struck the camera in the cell with some kind of chain. We're blind in there now. Audio pickups are dead. MTF team on site. Disengaging door lock now to allow entry. Log. Clip this and archive it for the file. What in the fuck was that? Postscript. On-site MTF team made entry to cell 24 at 0136 and found the chamber empty. Bed clouds were strewn about the room, as was a great deal of blood that is confirmed to come from subject 1. Subsequent energy readings from the cell provide a host of information about associated extra-dimensional and paranatural energies related to this phenomenon. Research is ongoing. Please contact Dr. McWarren for access to detailed research notes. 
Addendum T72112.3 McWarren Ancillary Research Notes Audio File for SCP T72112 The field of interdimensional research is... Well... It can get very boring. It's not often you find a mystery that just... Captivates you. If I had a nickel for every sideways incursion from a pocket realm into our world, every weird astral bug that got splatted on the proverbial windscreen of our dimension, I wouldn't need my stipend anymore, let's just say that. Which is not to say that the work we do isn't important, just the opposite. For every hundred blips and oddities of the space-time continuum we have to deal with, we end up with something like an SCP-093, SCP-101, or SCP-1393. Real meaty subjects for study, or exploration, or consideration. So it's with true reverence for this field of study that I say I feel like sometimes we have no fucking idea what the hell we're doing out here. My short conversation with SCP-T72112-1 and her resulting abduction has sent me down a rabbit hole of exploration. I've been up for several nights now, studying data from sensors in cell 24. I've identified Todd's host, Teresa McComb, and conducted phone interviews with her friends and family. Several of the things Subject 1 said rang bells with some of the research staff in erratic religious studies, and I ended up in a teleconference with a professor in Denmark who spent a great deal of time with some of the Sarkic cults before an MTF team rescued him from the chopping block. In short, there's something beautiful, complex, esoteric, and terrifying in the array of forces beyond the doors of SCP-T-72112. <laughs> Sometimes I love my job. My best guess is that these gray rooms are some kind of extra-dimensional energy matrix contained between the world walls of a few of the deeper Byron dimensions. And that's interesting by itself. It's not a phenomenon we've ever heard of before. But then, that's a Tuesday at the Foundation. What's more fascinating to me is how some of the ancillary stories erratic religions turned up for me relate. For example, some of the Byron energy fields we tracked off of the original incident in Canada and subsequently in Cincinnati have also shown up in reported sightings of paranatural entities around the world. In particular, those that have been described as demonic in appearance or behavior. And what's fascinating is in my other hand, I have similar readings related to a handful of reported angelic sightings. My Danish colleague asked the question that I didn't want to put into words. Do angels and demons come from the same place, interdimensionally speaking? We're in no position to answer that question today, but I do feel like there are a few conclusions I can draw. I'm writing up a formal paper to deliver to 05-6 with the hope of collaboration between Site-98, Site-19, Site-91, and Area-2. 
First and foremost, I think these gray rooms exist in a part of the dimensional substrate left over from the very beginning of creation. What external measurements we can take of this region of Byronic space indicate a sort of honeycomb or layering effect. If I'm correct, the region Subject 1 originated in carries 10 layers in total. But there are other ancillary honeycombs in that substrate as well, perhaps different regions of this previously unexplored interdimensional space. What's most fascinating, the revelation that drove me to dedicate so much time to this, is my belief that these substrate layers, though ancient, are artificial in nature. And that is to say, while they were leftovers from what public-facing scientists insist on calling the Big Bang, they have been reinforced and expanded over time by entities or forces unknown. It's a beautiful thought, on some level, isn't it? That tales of angels and demons are not only true, but out there in the universe they're using interwoven Stronsky chains to create palaces or castles or whatever bizarre structures their management are working on right now. This is the kind of science that makes me proud to be a part of the foundation, that cracks through my cynicism and reminds me what it's all about. There are as many realities in the cosmos as there are droplets of rain in a storm. But in how many of those does anyone even know these substrates exist? How many truly understand what they're looking at through their instruments and have the context to make inferences about the same? Not many, I'd wager. And therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Working at the Foundation fucking rules. More data to follow. End log. Addendum T72112.4 All five clearance required. Containment class review. Two weeks after the incident described in the associated audio log, all five council stewards accepted delivery of an exquisitely wrapped package radiating heavy amounts of Byron energies and Stronsky particles. Within was an ornately carved obsidian tablet written in an ancient dialect of Sumerian that required several days of translation time to adequately parse. Despite the length of the script and ornamental presentation, the message was very direct. It was an invitation from Grey Room's management to a face-to-face meeting. It listed a time and place where access to their extra-dimensional realm would be open and promised safe passage to two representatives of the Foundation. After some deliberation by the Council, 05-6 agreed to speak to these individuals on the Foundation's behalf. In light of his experience with the phenomenon, Six requisitioned the time of Dr. McWarren to accompany him as well. Upon their safe return, the O5 Council commenced deliberations on changing the status of SCP T 72112 to safe. Deliberations ongoing. An audio log of their visit to the Grey Rooms is available at O5 Council and O5X level and above eyes only. Search the relevant database if your access level allows. This week's episode was made possible thanks to our patrons. 
Joining us this week is Nikki Cage, Brian Frampton, John Davenport, Smokey X Whispers, Joe Montgomery, Corbin Scott Havich, Steve Dillon, Sobek, and Fire Distinguisher. This episode was a special collaboration between our show and The Grey Rooms. If you enjoyed this episode, consider checking out The Grey Rooms wherever you find podcasts. SCPT 72112 was written by Michael Zenk. Our host and narrator is John Grills. McWarren was played by Mark Witten. Subject 1 was Tanya Milijovic. Guard A was Brandon Nguyen. And Guard B was Pacific S. Obadiah. Our assistant editors are Jesse Hall and Danny Sweet. And all of our music is done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your sound designer and showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. And our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody disgusting show.